Coming up on this episode, we begin by discussing the problems with setting your clocks and the excitement of local ballot initiatives. Then we get into this week's tech news, including Apple's confusing laptop lineup, racks of Mac minis, and why the iPad is the future of computing. Stick around, it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 223, recorded November 5th, 2018, Into Thin Air. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and most importantly, you. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by two guys still trying to figure out how they're going to spend all that daylight time they just saved. It's Colby Rabidou and Dan Miller. Gentlemen, hello. Good evening. Welcome. Hi. What's, What's up? I spent it sleeping. That's smart. Me too. That is, that is probably a very efficient way to but spend it. But I didn't it. realize that it had happened, so... It sneaks mm. up on you. It wasn't smart. It was ignorance and ignorance is bliss well most clocks are automatic now you know you don't even really right? have to think about it sneak it just happens i just set three clocks in my apartment <laughs> Tragic. There are more clocks really? more, there are more non-automatic clocks in my life than there are automatic clocks you gotta move actually let's see well, i'm gonna count it is with a rundown colby <laughs> the colby clock watch Right, the clock watch. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna think of all my automatic clocks. I got this computer of mine, work computer, yep. Yep. iPhone, watch. That's four clocks. iPad. Those, are, those iPad, five clocks, all automatic. Uh, non automatic clocks. I have a wall clock. I have the oven. I have the the microwave. So I guess it's like fifty fifty. See, I'm very grateful. I'm very glad my microwave does not have a clock on it at all. Hmm. Wow. You live a blessed know that life. My oven does either. I, it's not. If it does, I didn't even notice today if it was wrong or not. But when I walked into work today, nine forty-five in the morning, I walk into the uh, little kitchen thing where there's a microwave, and there's a guy setting the timer. A, you know, a regular office employee setting the timer on the microwave or the the, the clock. <laughs> Like, man, dude, even if I had noticed that, which I definitely would not have, uh, there is, like, no universe. So I've been like, I know I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to try to figure out this infuriating interface on this microwave. And that'll be my first my first act of the day. Yeah. So props to him. There's so one thing I couldn't figure out is on my stove. Like, I can see, like, in the little, like lcd screen like the am and pm like silhouettes mm-hmm. but i can't figure out how to make it show it um so i'll just make do with regular time i hope i didn't set it to 24 hour time uh but i do feel like am pm is kind of an antiquated idea on a on a display clock because like i feel like you're gonna know with a certain a amount of confidence. unnecessary yeah yeah, yeah. I think usually I I have some some idea of whether it's morning or night. That's good. Uh, <laughs> the first or second half of the day. Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I don't. Uh, but well, I'm glad you uh, you guys survived the time change. You know, uh, fun fact: on the ballot this year in the state of California is an initiative to essentially get rid of daylight savings time. They want they say make it permanent, which means that the nice part of daylight, the summer part of daylight savings time will stay that way all year round. Mm, that sounds all right. Well, it does until California then becomes, what, four hours different from the East Coast of three hours at different times of the year because they don't change. I mean, well, this is already a problem. Arizona does this. Yeah. Damn those... The UK has this problem. Mm. I found uh, today I got into work and and I had failing tests because I had uh, poorly accounted for for a time zone thing. So that was exciting. Uh, That's a time honored uh, JavaScript (laughs) developer tradition. Yeah, it was actually in Python. Oh, Um, wow. (laughs) The... Yeah, it was fun. It was exciting. And it was a real bug, too. At first, I thought the test was just wonky, but then I thought about it somewhere. I was like, oh, no, that's that's technically wrong. <laughs> uh, but cool. I, did I talk last week or the week before about how Morocco had canceled daylight savings time? Uh, Morocco decided 
I, I think it was less than a week in advance that well, they were going to do daylight savings time, but then they decided they weren't going to. Uh, and so there's a bunch of code now that the opposite. Now the code that was written to account for daylight savings time has to be changed to, to not account for it <laughs> in a week. Uh, yeah. I we could, do, it just the, all needs to go away. I time could, zones, daylight savings time, leap seconds... <laughs> the whole the whole deal. Yeah, the whole concept of time. Just get rid of it. We don't need it. Time is relative. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, man. Dan, no one listens to you. Um, although I will say, Zach in the Twitch chat, friend of the show, uh, says, I don't know. Now with Boston being dark at 4.30 p.m., it could very easily be 4.30 a.m. And I guess that is a fair point. I, uh, I get very bummed out this time of year. I work in what is essentially a windowless office. Uh, mm. And so uh, throughout the day, literally anything could be happening outside and I wouldn't know. And, uh, that's, a, that's good and bad. It on the plus side, I'm not distracted. On the downside, like I'll go in and it's beautiful in the morning, and then I leave and there's like a bunch of snow on my car, and I'm like, how'd this happen? I missed it. <laughs> uh, but uh, but when I came out of work today and it was very dark, it was disappointing. It's not acceptable. No, it really is. I'm not bummed out about winter time. I'm ready for it. Uh, last year's winter was kind of crazy, if I recall. So, uh, you know, I want, I want, um, here, here's what I want. What I want is a guarantee, and what I specifically want is a guarantee of snow once the average temperature dips below 35 degrees. That's all I want. If it's going to be, mm. no rain, no rain. Yeah. You get a couple, you get about two weeks of below 35, and it rains before I start asking some hard questions. <laughs> before you get really get up in the weather's grill yeah otherwise i'm happy i'm happy with the winter i don't doesn't bother me well did, did i tell you guys i accidentally bought two snowblowers you know you can <laughs> dual wield them no yeah, yeah you well know, you get minus one offhand uh penalty with the second snowblower yeah, but I figure, you know, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. You know, I bought a house, as most people know, which means I have a driveway now. And it's not the biggest driveway in the world, but I would argue it's... And I have the sidewalk in front of my house I also have to clear. So a little too big to do by shovel. So I went to buy a snowblower. Use the wire cutter's pick. I was very excited. But it's a big snowblower. Mm. And so I ordered it and then immediately regretted it and said, you know what? I think this is too big a one. I need a smaller one. So I call up the fine folks at thehomedepot.com and I say... Literally about, I swear it was like maybe 12 hours later, I said, hey, I ordered the snowblower. I'd like to cancel it. Ooh, sorry, sir. You have to cancel your order within one hour of purchase. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, has it shipped yet? And they go, oh, no, we haven't even sent it to our partner warehouse yet, but you can't cancel the order. And I said, can I return it? And they go, yeah, that's what we'll recommend. Is Now, mind you, this is a 150-pound snowblower that comes on a literal wood pallet, Okay. It's a semi-truck brings it to your house. And they paid, I kid you not, to ship this snowblower across the entire country on a freight truck, bring it to my house, and then three days later, bring another different freight truck to my house, pick it up, and drive it all the way back across the country instead of just canceling an order 12 hours after I placed it. And meanwhile, think about how much money it would cost them to have the ability to cancel orders more than an hour. <laughs> I'm sure that there's some number cruncher who's like, well, we could spend $100 million building an instant cancel system or just pay a couple freight for the morons who buy the wrong snowblower. And of course, the problem was that then I ended up buying the correct snowblower. So I had two snowblowers in my garage for a while. Mm. And now I got rid of the big one. Now I have the small one. Think of it this way, Sean. It's creating jobs. Like it that is sort for of, me. That sort of when I got <laughs> I when I got to coordinate freight trucks coming to my oh we're yeah. coming between uh, seven and ten a.m. to come get the snowblower. I'm like Jesus, <laughs> it's a pain in my ass. But glad I could contribute to the economy. <sighs> so hopefully we'll get some snow soon and I'll get to use it. Fingers crossed. I mean, uh, fifty degrees. I'm fine. It can rain all you want. Fifty degrees. Sure. I'm sure there'll be plenty of snow ahead for us in the I future. I hope you do it. We, we, we know how that works, Dan. We've been around the Northeast long enough. We're a couple there of Northeast guys. We've gotten, like, we had two snowstorms. Yeah, but that's... I All of the weather people I follow on Twitter, all the smart weather scientists, they all say it's not going to be like a record-breaking winter, but 
it's uh, what did they say it's gonna be it's either gonna be like no snow at all or like a shit ton of snow like all mm. at once and then it'll all go away for like a month and then we'll get slammed How again do they know any of this there's it's science it's science. Oh, it's they science. They got satellites and shit now. Oh, okay. I, I keep, All right. The, my big thing now is I keep, this is the first year I've seen it. They've already done it twice where I see on Twitter where they're like, oh, the European model says in 13 days we might get a giant snowstorm or we'll get nothing. And I'm like, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> and it ends up not being anything. So what, maybe they don't know anything. But that's the that's the theory I read. And that's kind of what last winter was like, wasn't it? We didn't have a lot of small storms. We only had a handful of real kind of foot-plus heavy dumps. Yep. Uh, I wonder, I, like, need to get a new winter jacket. But mm-hmm. I don't know, like... I don't know if this is the year, if I should just wait another one. I forget what the problem. Oh, the zipper is messed up. That is a problem. Yeah, you need that. Mm. Grandma Flo always yells at me because I never zip the front of my jacket. Says I'm going to get a cold. I I made a classic mistake the last time I got a winter jacket. I did not consult the wire cutter. I just bought a jacket in the store. And Uh, boy, was that a mistake. Rookie move. (sighs) Yeah. So... Sad times. Hopefully you'll do it better this time. Mm-hmm. Anything else going on in our lives, gentlemen, or should we move on to uh to the right? Are you gonna vote tomorrow? Vote. I vote. voted vote. two weeks ago. What? Okay, so I am gonna vote tomorrow to answer your question, but uh, how are all these people voting at all these crazy times? So, uh, in in a little over half of U.S. states, th- there's early voting, and now it varies completely state to state, even town to town, it varies. Um, and there's most states don't have specific laws as to how much early voting there has to be or when. Um, you know, for example, in my town, for the last two weeks, every Monday through Friday, eight to like four thirty p.m. has been open early voting. You just show up and you vote whenever you want. It's extremely convenient. Mm. The uh, Looks I did like that. You have to vote on election day or vote by mail in New York. Ah, gotcha. Mm. Yeah, New York is notoriously uh, strict about their voting uh, system. I did early voting two years ago. Wow, that's you really. How do you know who was running? How did I know? <laughs> no, I mean for the election oh. two years ago, Dan. <laughs> Be like, I Dan. don't think they're going to count that, Colby. If the if it's for an election two years ago. <laughs> They already did that one. It was it was sort of a guessing thing. Like you you had to guess which candidates would be on the ballot and your vote only counts if you got it right. I would love for Colby to go into the voting booth to vote with like a blindfold and be like, I'm just going to get just hold up the ballot and I'm just going to take the marker and just kind of jab at it. <laughs> Democracy uh, in action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. That'll be fun. But I'm assuming, uh, Dan, are you going to go out and vote? Yeah, I said yes. Yes. It's exciting. It doesn't sound, I feel like all, some of the excitement's lost if you vote two weeks early. I'm, but see, I'm excited about it now because I don't have to worry about voting tomorrow. That's what it's exciting. Cause that's I, it's, the least of my worries tomorrow. That's, you know, I got other shit to do. That's great. Living, living in New York, it's actually pretty cool. My, my voting place is... I think it's probably even closer than the subway station for me. It's not on the way to the subway station. That would be, whew, that man, I'd be voting every day. But uh, <laughs> can I come back tomorrow? <laughs> it's right next to. It's right next to the. Uh, it's yeah. It is definitely less than five minutes away. There's a coffee shop there, so it's not going to be a problem. It's very convenient. The rest of the the rest of the day will be spent because uh, I had to go to work, right? So now I'm at work, and I have to. I have to keep my sanity at work, surrounded by other human beings who don't who don't understand how to not be nervous about things. Just they need they mm-hmm. need to understand the subtle, it's very subtle, the subtle art of, and it sounds blunt, not giving a shit. Right, mm. not giving a shit doesn't mean that you don't care. It just means that you don't give a shit. Mm. And you don't, you can't always not give a shit, 
but it's a it's a power that you need to deploy with care, but you have to be able to use it. Yeah. And so, like, uh, I care about the election, so I will vote. But but tomorrow, I can't give a shit. Yeah, or, that's a very good or way to why put it. Why bother going to work? Like, so. So I'm nervous. I'm nervous about that. And then I'll probably end up being nervous about a bunch of other things. It's all going to be good, Dan. It's all good. Who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, the day after. <laughs> The day after, I, I, you can't not give a shit that long, right? The day after, you gotta be back on. You it. gotta get back on the saddle. Gotta get day back on of, the horse. Like, what is tomorrow? What is giving a shit gonna do for me? Nothing. You've done your bet. You've done your part. Nothing. There's nothing exactly. left. Absolutely nothing I can do. I got a. Uh, I've been getting a ton of. I'm on some list, so I get phone calls all the time asking for political donations. Yeah. And uh, I got a call last night that I answered when I shouldn't have. Uh, and I was basically, I basically told him, I said, look, I'm glad you're asking me for money. That's wonderful. But the election is literally tomorrow. My credit card charge won't go through by the time the votes are tallied. So <laughs> that's the beauty of credit card charges, though, is they don't wait. It, it's uh, I, I did hear something about interesting about this today, which is uh, that the donations are still kind of important for smaller campaigns mm. because they're often running in the red. Yes. Uh, so like Beto O'Rourke, he doesn't need your five dollar donation right now, but uh your Joe Joe Schmo. What is the what is the feminine version of Joe Schmo? Do we have something like that? Is it Jane Doe? <laughs> no, because no, well, no, I think Joe one. Schmo is the crappy version of John Doe. Right. So that it would be Jane Schmo, I guess, would be. Yeah, yeah you're, you're Jane Schmain. Uh, <laughs> That's jo- good. Joan Schmo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Congress person state congressperson oh yeah uh could be in a whole heap of trouble so but yes i agree mm-hmm. it's gonna be great it's gonna be a fun time i'm i'm looking I, are forward you to gonna it be, do you got your uh your six tvs all warmed up sean or, or do you treat these a little bit differently i i can't ever do that again that got burned <laughs> out that 2016 that, ended that that was that was the epitome of giving a shit and I and that never again. Learned my lesson the hard way. I got what I deserved. Uh, no, I no. I'll be watching a little bit of the coverage. I will probably get most of my election coverage via Twitter, uh, mm. which is great because I've cultivated a, what I consider to be a smart, including my pick this week. You have a political Twitter list? Uh, I don't have a list. I don't use Twitter lists. So maybe I should make one. Um, because yeah. actually I do have a number of people I follow that uh, I think provide pretty good information. So, mm. it'll be great. It'll be fun. And then hopefully we'll have, you know, hopefully next week's show won't be like our post-election show last time. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, that bad. that'd be good. I mean, it was a great episode, but it was, uh, it was a bummer. Dark times. Okay, Dark so times. it turns out that New York City does have uh, ballot proposals. They don't call them initiatives. Okay. Do you want to know what they are? Hell yes. Uh, proposal number one. The city may pay more to empower small donors. So what this means is it lowers... So there's like... I think this is true for federal elections. There's a set amount of money that gets donated to the candidates on behalf of the government. Yeah. Which is... Uh, it's uh, that that's so crazy. Well, it makes uh-huh. sense in a world it makes with sense campaign donation world... limits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it makes sense in a in a different universe, right? Um, so New York City has that too, and there's a don individual donation limit of I want to say it was seventy five hundred dollars. And this proposal is to lower that individual donation limit to $5,000, but raise the amount of money that the city gives to the candidate. Okay. Um, That's one. So how should we vote on that? Uh, From my research, it seems like a total wash. It's like, what? First of all, an individual donation of $7,500 in the big race is a drop in the bucket compared to the $5,000 ones. Okay. And the amount of money that you get from the the state, the city doesn't increase that much either. So it's like, I don't, I don't know that I that one I have no opinion on. Okay. Um, 
I guess I'll vote to keep it the way it is because we Americans hate change. Uh, a mayoral civic engagement commission. Sounds like a boondoggle. Everyone loves civic engagement commissions, right? Um, so this uh, would work to increase participation in the democratic process, provide resources to community boards, and place translators at voting sites, among other tasks. Sounds good. They, I think they would be in charge of the participatory budgeting thing. Uh, are you familiar with participatory budgeting? No. Sure. Participatory budgeting is like you... You said sure? Are you sure? Question mark? It, it sounds like the answer is no. Okay. So it's, it's a pretty cool idea where right now, if you live in a town, you elect people to your the town council. What is it called? Uh, uh, there are different forms in different towns, but yeah, a, a town council. Yeah. Town board. And they, they have a budget and they decide how it gets used. Um, participatory budgeting is that you vote on how the budget gets used specifically. Gotcha. Uh, and the way it's implemented is that there's a, a part of the city budget that's set aside for this, and then the, the voters get to choose, are you going to clean up these streets? Are you going to build a playground? What are you going to do? Uh, but here's the, here's the catch. The mayor would appoint a majority of the 15 board's members and be able to assign it new duties. Mm, suspicious. Yeah. That, that sneaky mayor. Uh, proposal number three. Community board members must step down after eight years. Currently, there is no term limit. Okay. But it is volunteer only, not paid. Mm. But it's all old white guys. Mm. So. Classic. So those are the three. I'm happy I, I get these. I, I wasn't able to find them last week. Good. Yeah, do your research before go hitting the polls. We did, uh, we did Massachusetts, I think, a week or two ago here on the show. We talked about them. Uh, yeah. I will remind people, uh, do your research for your local ballot issue. Every single state has them, some big ones in a lot of states uh, this year. In Massachusetts, yes on three. Um, but, uh, but definitely do your research. Got to know what you're voting for. Yes. <laughs> but yes on three. But yes on don't three. Forget. You don't need to know what three is. Just vote yes on it in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> That's a no brainer. Podcasters rights or something. <laughs> yes, yes, it's the Give Sean Some Money Act. And, uh, <laughs> hey, that's the beauty of a ballot initiative. You get enough signatures, man. People can vote on it. Oh yeah. All right. Well, now that we've got everyone excited about democracy, let's get them excited about some tech news. We got a couple stories here in the rundown. While you guys are looking about where we're going to start, I'm going to assume Apple, but I don't want to assume, so I'll give you a minute while you're doing that. I want to thank everybody. We've had a pretty good crowd here this evening for the live edition of the show. We do it Monday nights, roughly 10, 15 Eastern, give or take. Uh, time, daylight savings time included in that. You can join us, facebook.com slash don't panic show or twitch.tv slash don't panic show. Uh, we love having our live fans. If you're watching live right now, comment. Um, Rob in the Facebook chat, he suggests Jane Schmuck. I like that one too. Ah. Uh, so if you've got something to say, comment. We may talk about it on the show. Uh, we like our fans in that respect. Guys, where are we going to start this week? Gotta start with that. Gotta start with that. Yeah. yeah. The Man, Mac Mini, so exciting. Guys, Who's we've got for the Mac Mini. This is an event I personally would describe <laughs> as lackluster, but maybe you disagree. So Ooh. let's so let's okay. dig in. They just made more stuff. Uh, let's do it in the order they announced it, starting with the MacBook Air. Uh, finally getting a refresh, it now has a 13.3-inch Retina display, a third-generation butterfly keyboard with Touch ID integrated, and 50% narrower bezels. Ooh, the trackpad is also 20% larger, has stereo speakers that are 25% louder, and Siri is built in. Uh, there will be a headphone jack along with two USB-C ports. They bumped it up to an 8th-gen Intel dual-core CPU and up to 16 gigabytes of RAM and a 1.5-terabyte solid-state drive. Uh, and it weighs <laughs> slightly less than the current one. It'll be available in a couple new colors, uh, the same ones that are uh, available with the latest regular MacBooks. Uh, it'll start at $1199 for the 8-gig RAM, 128-gigabyte SSD configuration. Pre-orders are open. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Yay or nay. I, I miss MacBook Airs. That's a thing, though. If I didn't have my MacBook One, I would get this. I think there's no reason to get the tiny MacBook now with this. It's almost a small. You get two, count them, two USB-C ports. Uh, it's way faster. Yeah. It looks cool. I agree. Yeah. 
Now, do you guys know, I, I am not a MacBook expert, what the difference is between the Air and the regular MacBook? Yeah, so the, the Air is slightly larger in terms of the screen and and I think everything else as well. Um, I'm guessing battery life is about the same. So the, the big difference is that the Air has a regular processor mm-hmm. where the uh, MacBook has, I forget what they call it, it's like an Intel M series. So it's not like your core i7 or whatever. It's it uses less power, mm-hmm. uh, and but as a result is less powerful, less capable. Uh, that's the big difference. Two USB C ports on the MacBook Air, the one on the tiny MacBook. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why. Like, yeah, it, it doesn't really make any sense to have both right now, unless well. you ultimately unless you. You care so much about ultimate portability that well, you, you're flying every day and you're taking this thing in your carry-on. Oh, I see. I thought you were saying it doesn't make sense for Apple to have both. I don't think it really does. No, because uh, I'm, hmm. I'm comparing the MacBook Air 13-inch and the MacBook Pro 13-inch side-by-side. Oh. The, I thought you were talking about MacBook. Oh, sorry. I forget they still have that. When I say MacBook, I mean the MacBook Pro. I forget that they still have a plain MacBook. Although ah. that, I don't know why they... The problem is I don't understand, like, if I am not an Apple technology expert and I'm going into the store, which computer should I buy? Yeah. Because I, I, as I put the stats side by side between the Air and the Pro, they're really not that different. Well, which one's less expensive? The Air, but only slightly. And, and you can get a little more power out of the Pro as you move up in more expensive configurations, but at their base configurations... Most people are only going to buy the base configuration. So, like, if you're if you're if someone's going into the store to buy a laptop, they're walking out with a base configuration, right? I mean, they have the they're, same display, they've got the same power, they've got the same ports, roughly the same processor. You're free of that, that uh, oppressive touch bar, touch bar, though. Touch bar. That's what you're... A hundred bucks extra for the touch bar, essentially, is what you're paying for between these models. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, in practice, the the MacBook is slightly better because it is cooled. It has, like, better sure. cooling. Um, but, mm. again, I think if you're walking into... If you're just getting a laptop, you don't really care. Plus, you're saving hundred bucks, and touch yeah. I, touch ID in the MacBook Air, which the MacBook Pro does not oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah, that's He's, right. Using their fancy oh, really? T, what, what was it? The T two chip? What was it? The well, T two chip. So Colby, that that one hundred dollars gets you the MacBook es- the Escape, right, Sean? The <laughs> the one without the Touch Bar. So it's not even hundred dollars for the Touch Bar. It's just plain old hundred dollars more expensive. And the reason to get a MacBook Air is to uh, well, one of the reasons would be to get Touch ID. I I don't know if Apple does this, but I imagine that if you we could run this test, uh, go into an Apple store and say that you're getting a a laptop for your mom or something. I bet you that 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 they'll say the MacBook Air. Probably, and I think I mean technically it's their mid range option. It makes sense. Um, I would say you know this is they they've always done this sort of TikTok upgrades with the different MacBook models where in two years they're going to put all new processors and fancy stuff in the Pro and then two years after that they'll do the Air again. So really, you're just going to buy whichever one's been updated more recently. So I I really, to me, it's like I don't having both okay, I mean that's fine, but you're just going to get whatever one has the newer the newer internals, the the latest update. But I I don't, I think for a informed person I think you're right, but I think that a lot of people last week, or maybe two weeks ago, were buying MacBook Airs. Fair. Yeah. Um, like, I, did they say in there that it was their their best selling Mac? Uh, I don't remember. I don't. I don't know if they said that. They I definitely alluded to the fact in their little opening love letter to it that it was very popular. Sure. I I would be shocked if it wasn't their best selling Mac because again, this is the most important part. It was the cheapest one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, and it still is the cheapest, I think. No, uh, the plain MacBook. the MacBook is still cheaper. 
Yeah, that's I. I well, let me pull it up here. But I was just looking. It starts at a thousand, so technically it does fall under it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but if I compared, I'm curious if I compared the base configurations. See the but the old the the classic MacBook starts with a twelve inch display, smaller pro. I, who is going to buy this computer? Because they're basically the same price. I don't understand this. This is like confusing to me. Like all these computers are the same price, but they all have different shit in them. Mm, Sean's confused. Yeah. So I think that criticism is valid. I think up and down all their different products, Apple's names don't really make any sense. That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, you can look at the phones. You can look at the iPads. Jeez, they they've just gone skew crazy. The iPad at least is finally like. Okay, there's the iPad Pro, which we'll talk about, and then there's the regular iPad. Like, that one, I think, actually does make sense. Well, yes and no, because there's now the 12.9-inch Pro, the 11-inch Pro, the 10.5-inch Pro, which they technically (laughs) categorize closer to a regular iPad than they do a Pro, even though they call it a Pro. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, yeah, okay. We're going to have ourselves. Any other thoughts on the air? It's It's a laptop. It seems nice. No, uh, yeah, I I think everyone's going to be buying this. I don't think they're going to be super jazzed about it, but I think it's exactly what people want. It's not going to be life-changing, but... Yeah, I mean, the the big rumor is that we'll see in another year or two if they switch the processors away from Intel into Apple's custom, custom yeah. chips. That will be interesting. But we'll talk about that later, too. We sure will. Let's move on to the Mac Miniature. Uh, last updated in 2014, if you can believe it. Uh, yes. You probably well, can. He has a vintage Mac on his desk, <laughs> Mac Mini on his desk right now. In fact, mine is the generation before the the last update. Whoa, oh my wow. goodness! It's still running yeah, Power because, PC. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that old, but the uh, mine was the last generation where you could swap out the RAM, which I did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But it's why Skype runs so fast on my computer. Maybe you'll be interested in one of these new Mac minis. They've upgraded to a quad-core 8th-gen Intel processor. Um, You can even go up to a 6-core if you want. It can support up to 64 gigabytes of RAM and up to 2 terabyte of storage space on flash storage. Um, It's also got that new T2 security chip and a range of ports, including four USB-C Thunderbolt 3 ports, an HDMI, Ethernet, and two USB-A ports on the rear. Uh, it's got a new space gray finish, ooh, and 100% recycled aluminum for the enclosure. It will be available uh, on November 7th, starting at $799. Uh, that base model has a quad-core Intel Core i3, 8 gigabytes of RAM, 128 gigabytes of SSD, and you can configure it all the way up to a 6-core, as I mentioned, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Ethernet port is also an add-on option as well. Mm, an Ethernet port. Believe it. I mean, when this Mac Mini crafts out. Well, I'm thinking, Colby, I'm looking at the picture where they have like a dozen of them all racked together. Maybe you could do that. <laughs> that cool. would run Skype like nobody's business. <laughs> right. uh, that that was one of, the, one of the big surprises for me from the Apple event was that they mentioned the, the data center use of the Mac Mini, which is, aside from Colby, the thing I know the Mac Mini best for. Um, we use those uh, directly. I think it was directly. We were certainly cognizant of the fact that there were machines running the tests for our iOS apps at Etsy that were Mac minis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for a fact we, we run um, uh, tests on Macs at my job right now, and those are all Mac minis via this other provider. So that's been my primary interface to Mac Minis, and I was shocked to see them bring it up. Mm-hmm. It's a very un-Apple-like thing to do. To be like, hey, you can just pile a bunch of these things on each other, and here's a picture of a data center with a bunch of uh, you know, non-Apple hardware surrounding it. Uh, cables everywhere. Look at all, oh my god, the cables. Uh, very inelegant. Yeah, but, uh, you know, you mentioned this, Dan, when the event happened, and I, 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 the more I thought about it, I'm like, who is buying the Mac Mini these days? Like, what percentage of the sales do you think go to an application like that? I think uh, it's got to be higher than we think, because uh, this is, a, again, it's such a weird category for Mac, because Mac 
do they still sell their uh, monitor? I forget what it was called. Thunderbolt display? Yeah, do they still sell that? Oh, I don't know if they still sell it. But I mean, they haven't updated it in forever. So it's they don't push... I Again, I feel like somebody who wants a Mac computer is probably going to lean towards an iMac or a MacBook. I don't I don't understand who the Mac Mini is for. I think that's such yeah, a small market. Yeah, the, they don't sell it anymore. No. The Thunderbolt uh, display. Um, yeah, I think you'll see it. Uh, it has kind of specialized use cases. Yeah. Um, if you want it, if you want a desktop, uh, and you have a monitor that you want to use, sure. Then a Mac Mini makes a lot more sense than an iMac, and certainly a lot more sense than a Mac Pro unless totally. you're crazy. Yep. Uh, I don't know how many of those people there are. You see them in the, like, I don't know, just crammed into weird places in offices sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Running, being the world's most expensive Raspberry Pi to show something on a TV. <laughs> but yeah. I, I bet you're right. I bet some of these. Like and here's the other thing that they they weren't mentioning this, but um, if Mac Stadium uh, can buy, I don't know, probably tens of thousands of Mac Minis, I'm guessing. Imagine how many Facebook buys. Imagine how many Google buys. Because guess what? They have iOS apps that they need to test too, and they're not farming that out to Mac Stadium. Yep. <laughs> nope. And they have like hundreds of people testing things, running things Thousand. on those. Yeah. So yep. I think you're right. Yeah, well, they sell enough of them to keep making them and updating them. So, <laughs> well, yeah, finally, you know, they, they're not <laughs> they're not losing money on them. I doubt it. Yeah, that's for sure. So and the price went up on it. The base price, right? Man, the Apple whew, price is going up all over the place. They sure are. Speaking of that, well, let's pivot on to the uh, to the iPad Pro. It's all new. Uh here are some specs for you uh, coming in two screen sizes, 11 inches and 12.9 inches. Um, that's slightly tweaked because of the, the display bezel edge to edge screen stuff, but that's what they call it. 11 inches and 12.9 inches. Um, mostly the big deal, no home button. It's got face ID edge to edge screen technology uh, bezels downsized on all four sides. They call it the liquid retina display. It's the same display technology they use on the iPhone 10 R. Um, it's not OLED important to note. Um, they fully support <laughs> no gesture lead. navigation, no lead. Damn, that would have been a good episode title. <laughs> um, no headphone jack. Uh, instead they've switched all the way over to USB C. Um, now on the upside, you can use that USB-C to charge your phone off of, uh, which I guess is kind of neat. Um, but otherwise it means you got to buy a lot of new USB-C dongles and accessories, though they say they'll support more accessories moving forward because of the USB-C standard. As I mentioned, uh, face ID, um, included, uh, uh, what else is in here? It's got the new a, uh, 12 X bionic chip with an eight core CPU and seven core GPU. They say it's faster. Shocker. Uh, up to one terabyte of built-in flash storage and um, a 12-megapixel camera out back. Um, yeah, before I get into the... Uh, I can quickly mention the accessories, I suppose. Uh, a new Apple Pencil. It's going up 30 bucks. It's going to be 129 It now wirelessly charges to your iPad when you magnetically attach it to the top. They also have an update on their smart keyboard, which also got more expensive. Um, Although I guess you're paying for two different typing angles. Congratulations, it's 179. It'll start out on that. Um so I thought, first of all, that the when they charged the iPhone off of the iPad, that, that was that stupid that was the stupid thing that I found so cool. Not cool, but um very I, I was like, yeah. I like I did not know that I wanted to do that. Like I've never looked at the iPad. I carry when I go on any trip, I almost always take my iPad with me, even if I am taking a laptop because it's so much better to watch movies on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not like, unless I'm flying an airline that has movies on it, I'm not, you know, going to be paying to rent the airlines and watch them on their little crappy seat seat TV. Uh, but I never looked at it and thought, wow, it'd be great if I could charge my iPhone off of this. But it would be. <laughs> 
it has a giant battery in it, especially when it's not four years old, like my my um, iPad is right now. So that was cool. And the CPU is it is ridiculously faster, right? Yes, it is I'm, I'm irresponsibly scrolling, so. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Thirty-five percent faster single-core performance and ninety percent faster for multi-core task. Uh, their big thing, the iPad Pro delivers Xbox One S class graphics performance in a package that is much smaller. Yeah. Um, this is, and I don't, I can't find, oh, here we go. Yeah, on, uh, on Daring Fireball, put it in the thing. Uh, they have this little table of the iPad from this year, last year, then a 15-inch macbook pro and the the ipad from this year is not that much slower in single core and kind of slower in multi-core but it is really close uh it is twice the multi-core this this ipad is twice as fast as last year's model um so before you're talking about apple using uh Apple chips for the MacBook. Yeah, I think that's looking pretty, pretty likely. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they don't spend billions of dollars developing chips to not use them in their in their computers. I, I think that's... I mean, they could and just use them in the iPhone. It would still be a good investment. Yeah. Uh, but I here. So I haven't uh, I haven't gotten I ordered one of these because I was going to order one no matter what. Yay. Um, because my iPad is the the battery life is really terrible now, and it it can't really handle iOS twelve that great. Um, so I'm excited to get it. I'm excited for USB C, but all that to say, I this will be the first time I'm going to try. You'll hear it here first. I'm going to try to use that iPad as my only computer at home. Uh, did you get the the big one or the small one? I got the small one, although apparently the big one's a lot smaller, uh, because they they shrunk the. I did. Someone explained this to me. They they sh they shrunk the. They made the small one bigger to fill the display, and just like the margins got erased from the inside out. Yep. And they shrunk the big one, but the screen is the same size. Mm -hmm. Um, but. I think, yeah, I think I'll be fine with this. And I got the pencil. I haven't gotten the keyboard, but I, I guess I probably will have to. Bob, though, maybe not. We'll see. Because I imagine, imagine this world. Imagine that there is no a no MacBook. And two, three years from now, Apple's like, here it is. The iPad dual boots Mac OS. You can boot into legacy mode. You can run macOS inside of your iPad. How's okay. that? Yeah. Um, and it has a USB-C. We've been running USB-C on the laptops for years at this point. It plugs into all of your stuff. You can use it with a display, keyboards, Bluetooth keyboards, USB keyboards, no problem. Mice work just fine in macOS mode. Uh, you can plug it into your monitor. It's a computer. You can take it with you and watch movies. It's your iPad. You can draw on it. It's your iPad. It's so powerful that it subsumes. There's no reason for distinct hardware, and there's no compromise. If you want it to be a Mac, you just hook a bunch of shit up to it, which you were probably going to do anyways, at least for me. Um, you kind of just described a much more competent Microsoft Surface. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean that's the I've idea. I've been saying this for a long time. It's Microsoft Surface from the different angle. Yeah, uh, Mi Microsoft, Microsoft Surface is like, what if we took Windows and right. like and sliced at it and hacked at it and and got it to fit into this little cookie cutter shape that's a different cookie cutter. Yeah, and Apple's the other way. Is like, we'll start with uh, nothing and absolutely horrifically Fisher-Price operating system for a real computer. It will slowly work out to the, the thing that we'll want. And they're not there yet, but I think pretty soon they could say, hey, if you want to pay $1,000, $1,200 for a computer, and you don't need the, uh, you don't need 
all these ports and all you're not a Mac power user. Mm-hmm. We'll run your we'll run your Mac programs. You can boot in legacy mode. Uh, there's no no reason for anything else. You'll probably prefer the iPad experience, even if we haven't figured out. Like most people, again, if they haven't figured out the uh, file system story or printers, meh, like most people love using their phones and their tablets. Yeah. So that's that I. I wasn't clear to me. Like I, I could make that argument. I could pretend to believe that uh, a year ago and two years ago. But it wasn't until I saw this like really badass no compromise iPad. Like it's a computer, and you can plug like for whatever reason being able to plug things into it. And there's no special. There are some special apps. There's no special apps for external displays or uh, USB microphones. Uh, it just works how it does on Mac OS. I was like, aha. Again. Mm. Uh, it doesn't work with storage devices yet, though, right? Right. Unless it's a camera. Mm. But no. But then again, like, I, well, I, had, I haven't seen a thumb drive that I wasn't cleaning out of, like, a closet. Um, I have my giant... A hard drive that I put the photos on, and that's that's it. It's pretty much that's pretty much a write-only hard drive. I've never read. I'm never plugging hard drives in and reading things off of them. It mm-hmm. is all in the cloud. And I'm a computer power user. I understand if you're dealing with ten terabyte video edits of 4K, yeah, you're going to want an external hard drive that you're passing around. Uh, doing that through Google Drive is not going to be fun, but that's not most people. And I think they'll get there. Like, you could easily imagine how, if if it was a showstopper, how that they could, you plug in a, and they already said that this you could do this if you write a special app, like Western Digital could have an app where you plug in a Western Digital hard drive, you open up the Western Digital app on your iPad, and it appears as a provider in the Files app. Sorry, mm. you could easily imagine how it would work. And so I'm pretty sure they'll get there. I I would rather that they were there, but I it's not going to make a difference to me at all. So That's I'm excited true. about this. It sounded, it sounded like you were you were mad about it. Me? Yeah. Well, now actually, Dan, you kind of got you sold me. You got me excited. Actually, no, no. The the announcement overall, I was met on the details. I will say the design of this thing. Woo! This is a I'm, I'm excited sexy for the piece of technology. Back. Honestly. I've seen someone somewhere online, it was in my feed somewhere, did a mock-up of what an iPhone would look like in this style, and I was like, damn, like, I was on board. This is a good-looking device. If that happens, it'll be, I think it'll be the first time that the design went from the iPad to the iPhone and not the other way around. This is what a tablet should look like. You know, like in the movies, when you see a tablet, you get the nice edge-to-edge screen. It's not really edge-to-edge. There's a small bezel, but it's pretty damn small. And the the, the metal... Ra- it's a good-looking device. I, I think it's it's the best tablet out there. I'm not going to disagree with that. And I also agree with you, Dan, that I think the future is more computers like this and less computers like the MacBook Air. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. When do they get there and how do they do it? I'm excited to watch and see. Um, what, what... It's, now it's clear to me that it's definitely going to happen. And uh, yeah, we can eat. I'll eat my words in this in five years. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd put my money down on what you're saying, Dan. Honestly, I would. What interests me is that I'm, I wouldn't say concerned is the right word. I'm interested to see Apple is skewing the iPad towards the premium, towards the high end user. My mom owns an iPad. She doesn't own another computer, and she loves her iPad. It, she uses it all the time. She's owned several iPads over many years because she loves them so much. I would not buy her an iPad Pro. Well, that's because it's an iPad Pro. But they didn't update any the lower-end iPad this time around. They didn't. Yeah, it was just updated in March. But my only point is that I'm just curious. The pencil is now more expensive. The keyboard case is now more expensive. Apple is going to continue to skew these devices towards the high. We've seen it with the laptops. I'm just curious how they're going to square off. There was a a report today, not to get on phones too much, that Apple is not expanding production of the XR in favor of expanding production of the more expensive 
10s and 10s plus so i'm just curious if the skewing towards more expensive is going to really split the market and be leave opportunities for other companies mm-hmm. like a, like an amazon or a google or somebody who can come in with android or something a little more low cost this is a great device if you can what's the what is a what is an ipad pro cost do i even want to know um even even the even if I did the eleven inch display, at, yeah, seven ninety nine, yeah, yeah, which you know I remember when iPad started at five hundred. So you know I get you get a lot for it, and it's the new one, and it's sexy. But uh, I'm I'm interested at how um, at how the price affects. But I think it's a wonderful device. I mean, I well, you can buy an iPad for three twenty nine. You can, but it's an older iPad. No, it just updated in March. Was that the last time? The iPad Mini. When was the last time they updated that? Oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, Don't ask me about the don't, iPad Don't buy Mini. an iPad Mini, anybody. Uh, <laughs> no, the other interesting thing, too, about this is, and, and we touched on it briefly, but we're moving to USB-C, which means you're, you're going to have a lot of new accessory an issues. An iPad Mini is $400, and iPad is $329. And the iPad Mini has been updated in, I'm, I'm pretty confident, years. Yeah. I don't even know what processor it's running these days. The A3? I don't know. <laughs> a8 it's running the a8 we're now on the a12 and it's running the a8 so yeah, the, the 9.7 ipad is running the the uh, same processor that my iphone 10 has i think a10. that's crazy um but it is crazy to me the compatibility stuff with USB-C. also i i read today that the uh new apple pencil will not work with older ipads and the old apple pencil will not work with the new ipads which is bananas yeah, what I'm shocked that the old one doesn't that? work with the new one. But it, it makes sense yeah. that the because like, how would you charge the new one? Would you have to get a like a magnet inductive charger that plugs into your lightning cable? Yeah, I mean that it would be easier to charge than, than the one that they have now. <laughs> well, that, and that, and then Apple could sell a thirty or forty dollar wireless charging dongle accessory mm-hmm. and make more money on that. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it doesn't work at all, like I couldn't borrow yours for a minute and use it on my iPad. Like it just doesn't work at all. That's, that's wacky to me. Yeah. So I, from, from what I've read though, I, I, this is definitely, uh, arguments in favor of waiting for the, the rev two of any product. Like I bet that this pencil sticks around for four years. Like what, what could they possibly add to it? Um, that's fair, and it and it has the gesture. You can like tap on it, so you can and different apps can set what the taps do, so you can switch between tools or views in the app that you're using really easily. That's a good idea. the The magnet charger is apparently like kind of like the you ever play with your AirPods and just flick them open and close, and it's the really satisfying All snapping sound. <laughs> From what I read, it's like that. It's just really, really satisfying. So I bet that this pencil doesn't get updated for at least four years. How, how many people you think are going to stick their pencil to their iPad and then are going to walk away and knock off their pencil off the edge of their iPad? I, From what I read, it's pretty strong. Is it good? We'll see. I hope so, because that would be my fear. Because the same magnets are what's connecting the entire keyboard case to it when it's, when it's uh, angled up like that. Yeah, but then you're... yeah. Yeah, That's I hope so. Pretty strong, but so. we'll we'll find out. I'll report back next week. Please do. I'm I'm excited. This will be maybe. Can you are you going to do the show from your? Uh, yeah, iPad? I think I can because I already have a USB C adapter for my laptop, and I can plug my USB microphone in from what I've read. Didn't I try that ages ago and Skype for iPad didn't do group calls? Is that still the case? Oh, God. oh is that it? That wouldn't surprise me. That'd be tragic. Mm, yep. Skype is tragic. <laughs> I mean, this was, that was like four years ago, probably. No, it wasn't four years ago. I remember that happening. Ago. It was, yeah. I'm it sure it can do. The, the, the thing Skype would do, if I know Skype, is that it does do group calls, but only with other mobile devices. Because their <laughs> mobile stuff and their desktop stuff never talk. <laughs> never. But that wouldn't That's surprise so me. weird. Um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much all Apple announced. Uh, I teased before we came on the air. I also made an Apple purchase. Uh, I finally decided what iPhone I was going to upgrade to. <laughs> so I'm a little which late. Which one was it? I'm a little late. Uh, I decided it's going to be your tomorrow, which is going to be which is awesome. I decided I went with. Does anyone want to guess? Tennis. Because it's going to be your tomorrow, the tennis. No. Uh, the, the 10Rs are very much available today. They're everywhere. Oh, nice. Um, I went to the Apple store. I looked at them side by side. The 10S screen is miles better than the 10R screen, but the 10R screen is very nice. Mm, yeah. And I just couldn't, ju- considering they're almost the same otherwise, <laughs> other than the camera, and I just don't take that many pictures, the 10R was a really nice looking phone. Uh, and I went with the 10R in red Ooh. In red. i really liked Old. the coral the- i wasn't a fan of the yellow i really liked but they they also color the metal band around the around the outside and it's more of like a mm. gold color than a yellow which i didn't like the blue i almost went with the blue but i ended up going with the red so Sick. i'm very excited i'll report back next weekend how that that's goes. great congrats my, my first uh home button free device so oh yeah We'll see if Get I can ready. live without that button free revolution. I was, I was doing lawn work, uh, this weekend and, um, I had uh, gloves on gardening gloves on. And I was like, man, if only my phone could unlock itself without my finger. Oh, <laughs> the future is soon. Here. That's if you recall correctly, that was, uh, I had, I was ambivalent until the first time I was wearing gloves. And then I was like, Oh, I get it. The future is now. Um, guys, we really don't have time for any more news unless there's really a story you must discuss. We can always bring stuff up next week, too. Yeah, I think that we should talk about Amazon and the Google thing next week. Well, there was just an update literally minutes before coming on the air. So there'll be more news in the coming week. So we'll definitely talk about that next week. That's a great teaser. Uh, Amazon's two new headquarter twos. But... We're going to move on to picks. Uh, we got a whole bunch here in the spreadsheet. I'm going to go first this week because my name is first. Uh, I got a Twitter account everyone should follow. Uh, it's We talked about it. It's the election. I don't usually do too many Twitter recommendations. I don't know how I got onto this account. Um, it's a gentleman by the name of Daniel uh, Nichanian. I'm going to guess. That's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Uh, PhD in uh, political science works for a nonprofit. I'm not a very political guy. I try not to be, and I'm very open-minded. I get people who have disagreements on issues, and I understand why people, but there, there's just two issues that I am very passionate about and really don't like to debate, which is civil rights and voting rights. I don't get why we have debates about those. Those seem like common sense. What do you know? Anyway, I like following Sean, this account. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah, can't just let anyone vote. You know, it's crazy, Dan, right? <laughs> voting easy? What? That's Listen, crazy. Sean, you know what? We work should just let it. the free market of ideas decide which ideas are better people vote accordingly it should you know i don't i don't see what's uh that seems that seems like a very republican position to hold well you know dan maybe you should follow this account at taniel t-a-n-i-e-l follow this account you might learn something because uh, this gentleman tweets all the time about these kinds of issues about sketchy things happening with sheriffs and district attorneys and different laws across the country and, oh, man, Dan, you have no idea what's going on out there. And that's kind of why I like this account, because it is very informative. Uh, a lot with the election and different the, all the different ballot initiatives. It's, you know, in some states, up to 20% of the black population is uh, ineligible to vote because of these crazy laws that say convicted felons, after they've served their time, can't vote. They're disenfranchised. It's crazy. Uh, there's actually a ballot initiative in Florida this year to try and overturn that. So um, it's just one of those things. Expand your knowledge. Learn a little bit about what's going on in your country uh, around voting and civil rights um, at Taniel, T-A-N-I-E-L. Uh, it's an account I always uh, look forward to reading when tweets come up. There you go. Uh, Colby, what are you? Oh, my goodness. I picked an electric toothbrush a couple weeks ago. Are you competing with me? Did you? I don't I remember. I did. I got an electric toothbrush because nice the dentist. One. The dentist was like, "That's what my you should get an electric said. toothbrush." Uh, Is that yeah. some sort of big tooth thing? <laughs> I don't know. They they said my gums were receding or something. It's better for your gums, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I like my gums. I like them to stay." Um, I like bubble gums. So yeah, so I got an electric toothbrush. 
Uh, they said like any Sonicare one is good. So I was like, and that's also, it wasn't the wire cutters pick, but it was in there. It was like, this one's also really good. Yeah. So I got that one. Well, they said this one was quieter and I was like, okay, I'll pay like $5 more to get a quieter. That, that way you can brush your teeth while podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good, exactly. a good test. You didn't, you didn't even notice me brushing my teeth earlier <laughs> in the show. This is why you gotta have the video bed. version. Um, yeah, so, so I got this toothbrush, uh, I've never used an electric toothbrush before and I think it's great. My, my teeth genuinely feel cleaner. Um, I don't know if that is some like bullshit, like my mouth just feels weird after this thing was buzzing really fast in it for two minutes. Um, but I think it's cool. So I don't know. It's, it's so far it's worth it. We'll see if it's worth it when I have to start paying for like, electric toothbrush replacement heads uh oh it was a really nice experience though like i feel like it has a lot of nice features you literally just take it out of the box and use it it's already charged uh it has like it, it's on a timer for two minutes so it shuts off after two minutes and every 30 seconds it does a weird like the buzz changes to let you know that 30 seconds have passed so you can mm. switch to like uh, eat the next quarter of your mouth uh, and it also, like, if you press too hard, which I did only to, you have to press very hard. Um, it makes a weird, like, it does a weird pulsy thing to, like, let you know you're pressing too hard. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Neat. It's the uh, Philips Sonicare Protective Clean 4100. But we'll have the link on the website. You know, Colby, I think what we got to do, since we each did the wire cutters pick essentially we we took the two that they kind of recommend i think we gotta do a test i'll use your toothbrush you use mine <laughs> all right and we'll see how we like them that sounds fun you know we'll do we'll do a little do a little swap swap when when you come visit in a couple weeks be very oh, scientific yeah that's what we aim for here uh dan what's the scoop uh so i've been slow this is related to your pick sean I've been slowly listening to a podcast called Order 9066, which is about Executive Order 9066, uh, issued by FDR, ordering essentially all Americans of Japanese ancestry into uh, internment camps. And it follows, like, like, how was the order issued and what happened to people when it was issued and kind of in the vein of a... Uh, uh, what's that famous documentary guy's name? You've watched you've watched his documentary, Sean. Ken Burns? Ken Burns, kind of in the vein of a Ken Burns documentary where there's a lot of characters that you follow through it, but they also have a lot of you know historians on who talk about uh, the things that happened. Uh, and it's like I think eight or ten 30 minute uh, episodes of not it's it's long done, so you don't have to worry about keeping up with anything, and it's really good and interesting. It's something we don't like thinking about, so it's something that you don't. It's not you don't really. I like. I think I learned that it happened in high school or one of those in some public schooling, but we never really dug into it uh, in the same way that you do with like the you know. Uh, internment camps of other varieties uh, in other parts of history so i learned a lot that's really cool very neat check it out order 9066 i'm assuming available wherever podcasts are yep you got it neato we got some real serious picks here and a toothbrush uh awesome very nice listen dental hygiene is serious sean that's true the silent killer it's no joke. <laughs> that used to be a, a running joke in my middle school days where I would name every paper or project, whatever, the silent killer. <laughs> and, it, and it got to be a, a kind of a running. So I'd be like, E. coli, the silent killer. What was the most ridiculous one? Oh, boy. There were, <laughs> there were a lot. I, I don't think I ever. I should have. You, you ever did like Nebraska. The Lind silent killer. Lyndon Johnson, the silent killer. Uh, I could, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with. I think I did like, a, like a. <laughs> that, that one has layers. Yeah, it's deep. And then everyone got tired of it, so I had to stop doing it. 
Um, <laughs> gentlemen, we're done. Stick a fork in us. We're finished. Bye. Uh, but thanks everybody out there for joining us. What a treat. Uh, of course, you know us. Our website, don'tpanic.io. Go there. We'll have links to all these picks. Uh, you can go check them out. If you're going to buy the toothbrush, use our Amazon referral link. We'll get like three cents or something. We'll try not to spend it all in one place. Um, you can also uh, get uh, all of our past episodes there. And of course, you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. We mentioned we're now on Spotify, which is very exciting. If you like to listen to your music there, get your podcast there as well. You can also get us on Overcast, Podcast, Stitcher, uh, Apple Pod. We're everywhere there. And the video version on YouTube as well. And of course, follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Uh, and I mentioned the Facebook and Twitch where we are live Monday nights. I'll also do a very quick tease for Game Nights. Uh, listen to us play Dungeons & Dragons. New episode published last week at GameNights.tv or wherever you get your podcast. Just look up Game Nights. Colby's our Dungeon Master. He's doing an A-plus standout job um, as that. Uh, in our most recent episode, we tried to figure out uh, franchisee laws. I don't Naturally. I, 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 did, did we succeed? You'll have to tune in to find out. That's at GameNights.tv or wherever you get podcasts. That wraps us up for this evening, I believe. Uh, but we will be back next week with all kinds of tech news and great discussion and hopefully a functioning democracy. I'm Sean Jennings. They are Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. That wraps us up this evening. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time for more tech news and great times on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.